When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Love on 3. And I'm joined, as I always am, on this Friday, June the 30th, 2023, by Mr. J. Head and Mr. Cole Pinkston. How about you, fellas? How about you? How about you? Oh, that's good one. I don't have my mic today, but but I'm going to have to boom my voice a little bit for you guys. It's very, very strong, Cole. It looks, it sounds great. It sounds, it sounds great. Thanks. You're just doing it like I do every week, Cole, because my mic never works. Well, but, my mic hadn't been working. How's it work? Is it sound okay this week? Perfect, man. Okay. Yeah. Um, hey, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of questions to get to. Questions from the corner, Auburn Live on three. If you're not a member, get signed up right now, man. Free trial, then you can stick around for like eight bucks a month. Can't beat it. Um, Jessica Andrews is a realtor with the Talents Group in Auburn. And uh, if you're looking for a house in Auburn or Opelika in Lee County, look for this five-star realtor, as Jay had just pointed out. Jessica Andrews with the Talents Group, folks. She can do it all. If you're looking for a house to buy, she will find it for you. she got stuff off the market. She's got connections. She can do it all. She can certainly get that house staged to get top dollar for it, even in this market. She is somehow. She is a splendid realtor. Jessica Andrews with the Talents Group. Give her a call, 334-704-4442. Tell her we sent you. All right. Hey, uh, mainly the the latest news, and we were talking before we went on the air, and the the most interesting news of the day so far for me is the new offer of the the 2024 quarterback. I mean, uh, running back. Yep. New running back, uh, who is, I've got to scroll back up, Caden Durham. From Duncanville, Texas, 2024 guy, four-star kid. Aubrey comes in with an offer. We had, we had been saying the running back board, we didn't know what to make of it. Hell, on my hot board, I was like, more names are going to have to surface because Daniel Hill and Kevin Riley is not going to get it. Mm-mm. All right? That's not going to cut it right now. So we're going to see more names. We thought maybe we'd see the kid from Mobile, uh, DJ Butler. I think he's committing to uh, App State or uh, East Carolina in the next yes. few days. Um, but this kid, here you go. Here's your new offer. 2024 kid on Friday, Duncanville, Texas. 5'9", 195. He's listed as. That could be old. Um, but, J-Head, you like this kid? You like this offer? I do like the offer. Um, it's always curious when you see an offer this kind of late in the process go out to a – Late being in June, and that's the damn truth this this day and age, isn't it? Right. You know, it's it's weird to say that late. Like, typically we would have said this in, say, November. Right. Like Ten years ago, right? But relatively speaking, with the way NIL has expedited the process, the early signing day, coaches wanting commitment sooner rather than later to build momentum going into the season, this is relatively late because you're outside the spring window now for evaluations. You would have typically seen that come in probably April, May-ish. But now we're June on verge of July, and a new offer arises. So it obviously piques your attention, that's for sure. And it makes you think that they got some positive reception from this young man before they extended that offer, because I assure you this isn't the first dialogue they've had if he's getting an offer right now. Like his skill set, definitely a very different back from Fat Burnett. Yeah. Somebody that's got a little bit more shake, a little bit more speed to him. 
and a guy that's got an interesting group of schools that he's visited. You see LSU, you see Texas, Alabama, and then a school like UTSA. Yeah. That means there's a little bit maybe of a split evaluation or a kid that's kind of undecided somewhat, and I lean towards it's the undecided part, which means hopefully it's not too late and Auburn can get this young man on campus sooner rather than later. And with that, I'm going to punt it to Cole. Yeah, so I'm just I'm doing some background on this guy. Um, I don't I don't know anything about him to be honest. We, we're kind of hearing his name for the first time. Uh, going back and looking at some recent interviews or recent write-ups on him, it looks like Oklahoma is heavily involved. It looks like LSU is heavily involved. They talk about some visits, possibly to Alabama, possibly to Nebraska, and UTSA is involved in, in some capacity. We were talking about that before we got on here, but I don't know, you know. Still learning. It's almost like he must have like a family member that coaches there, and he's you know he's throwing them a bone because you don't go to LSU, A and M, Alabama, Texas, and, and, and then go in, and then Texas, San Antonio. Right. right. It, it, it typically now I will say that their head coach is heavily connected in the state of Texas, um, one of the better recruiting head coaches, um, and I think that he's a guy that's going to be on the rise and going to be in a P five job sooner rather than later. But all the same, UTSA does not necessarily. <laughs> mesh up with or marry up to the LSUs, the Nebraskas, the Alabamas. SECs. Right. The SECs or or Big Ten schools, right? Like you just don't usually see those together. Zach in the back was was fun. Remember Quay Russo and James Smith, they always visited Alabama State, always mentioned Alabama State. You knew they weren't going there, but they were throwing a bone to who was it, Zach? The honeybees. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They had some connection there. You know, they're at least throwing them a bone, keeping them – yeah, um, in the news listed. This um, this latest article from our Sooners site, Sooner Scoop, they're talking about LSU and Oklahoma sort of being ahead of the pack with Alabama mm-hmm. and Nebraska working to get an official visit because uh, I think he's, you know, obviously you can take as many as you want now. So whether he's taking some already or not, he can take more during the fall. So yes. possible you might see him at Alabama for one. Possibly you might see him at Nebraska. But it seems like LSU and Oklahoma are ahead of the game. Uh, maybe Auburn can jump in there. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm very curious now, like you are, Jeffrey, on this guy. And he looks like he's pretty sporty just from two or three clips that I watched. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Kevin Riley, obviously, I don't, I don't think that they're going to – I mean, I've gone to see him several times in person, and he always tells me Auburn's up there and he loves Cadillac Williams. And I got the feeling, though, that – Auburn was not communicating with him as heavily as they were when I was going to see him in February. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that, but that was just a, a feeling I got from, you know, his, his his answers changed a little bit on how heavily the communication was. So I don't think they dropped him by any chance. They love Kevin Riley. They'd love to have Kevin Riley. But um, maybe they knew the writing was on the wall and, and kept moving. And, and maybe this is a guy that they've been working on for a while. We'll have to dig into him a little bit more, but he's interesting, man. Yeah, and it is interesting to me as telling, and I think I said this a couple of shows ago, that Kevin Riley didn't visit Auburn or Alabama in yeah. the month of June. Yep. Um, hadn't been on Auburn's campus since A-Day. So whatever happened, and I don't think anybody on this panel really knows, whatever happened, there's definitely a miscommunication there on somebody's part or, or a, a change in interest on one side or the other. Jeffrey just disappeared into the matrix on his side. Well, I was trying to figure out why I was so pixelated. Uh, my cheeks were pixelated, so I was trying to maybe work on the fade, and I just kind of <laughs> faded it right out and out of there. We'll give you a J-head haircut after this. Just yeah. You need one. You need, <laughs> I, 
need one right now. Give me the J head. Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right, Zach. Zach about the Alabama State. There was a coach at their high school, something, something, something that was an ASU alum or had a buddy on the coaching staff. Um, as far as Quay Russo and James Smith last year. Yeah. So, um, new predictions out today on Friday. Yes. Ted Simmons, um, Cole, both uh, put in predictions for four-star cornerback Jalen Crawford to Auburn, which is huge news. You know, we were, uh, we've were we been hearing some buzz about Florida. Uh, of course, LSU had always been in there, and we knew this kid was getting close, and he was one of the guys we all, I think, were depending on to be a commitment by the end of the summer. Yes. He's in my 12 that I think we're going to have rolling into Big Cat. That was – and I texted you guys last week when I first started hearing it, hey, Florida's legitimately in this. And, you know, you you send those text messages and you're praying to God that Jeffrey's going to come back like, no, 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 man, you're fine. <laughs> and then I got – I like that card back and I'm like, God, man. I thought, I thought I'd let you squirm for a little hey, bit. I figured you did, brother. <laughs> I, I did check on that situation because I've been wanting to put in a pick and join Jeffrey. I mean, you've been ahead of me, you know, ahead of all of us there, Jeffrey, with the pick. And I'm saying even I don't remember doing it. <laughs> was it after his visit? Oh, it was after his visit. Yeah, I talked to some people. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I've been trying to join you on that because I, I wanted to see, you know, I felt like LSU was fading a little bit and Auburn was surging because of that. But then Florida comes in here and gets the official visit, and we know they're, you know, they're hot right now. You can't trust Florida right now. No, no, not at all, not at no. all. And uh, obviously, you know, their NIL is is good. They're going to have a good chance when they when they get in in the game with NIL, and and that's a guy that they really like. But they also like Jameer Grimsley, a guy that visited Auburn back in in the spring, who not really on the radar anymore. And it's pretty much between Florida and Alabama with that guy. I mean, that's a big-time prospect for them. So I was thinking maybe a lot of attention was going to him. And that times up perfectly with where Auburn's at in this recruitment right now. It sounds like Crawford wants to get it done. And that's what we're hearing, early July, mid-July, whatever. So, yeah, I, I, I like Auburn. Big one. I think, I think proximity, to home, proximity to home is big to, to him. Um some other guys, uh, and I'm sure we'll get some of these questions, but we're talking about Jalen Crawford in mid-July, early to mid-July. Uh, Malik Blockton is next week. Yes. Uh, DJ Barber is obviously somebody we're tracking as well, although I don't know that he's been set a, a date. Uh, Demarcus Riddick in, what, three and a half weeks? Yes. Final decision, whatever that means. July 26th, uh, officially, is when he's going to make his declaration, whatever that be. And and uh, then of course, the Khalil House has he announced yet? Yes, he announced to Stanford okay. about eleven forty-five our time. Okay, good for him. He was uh, he was certainly a guy I was counting on to be in this class a week ago. <laughs> Me too. Even uh, even during when was it? During the show is the first time Cole was like, "Hey man, you, you sure it's Auburn?" Yeah. And and I was like. It yeah. was after the show because it was the very end of our call-in show, and I got a. I, I looked at my phone. You can look. You can watch me go. Uh oh. I, I yeah. the, the color came out of my face a little bit. I was like, oh, we've, <laughs> we've been talking pretty. We were, we were trying to justify like the text. Jay Head and I were. Like, oh, you know, he's just saying. You know, maybe you should check on it. You know, there's no way he's going to Stanford over Auburn. This was all after the year after the call-in show last Sunday night. We're all talking, and I went, ah, oh, cold. No, no way, dude. No way. <laughs> And I think was it the next day? 
And I'm yeah, like, hey, man, just, y'all gave me y'all gave me nothing on that because we talked right after the show in, in the chat room still, and, and y'all were like, yeah, I guess we'll check into it. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so let me tell you how in front of the curve you were on that. I reached out to another industry source just saying, hey, I'm a little nervous about ROL recruiting. Are you hearing anything about Khalil House? And what I got back was, no, everything's fine. <laughs> and it probably wasn't 30 minutes later, Steve Wolfall dropped a crystal ball for Stanford. And I said, yep, okay. Here we go. Yep. Here we well, go. It happens. Look, you know, that's why when we had the on three wide prediction day, I was very nervous about that. I was a little bit hesitant because – I get it. You know, it's, the RPM is a little different. You, you have to feed into it to, to make the RPM work yeah. in a sense. It's got to have data input, and expert predictions are a big deal. And it's supposed to show you who is trending where at the time. You know, if it's an old pick, hard to believe. And, and it's the same way with crystal balls and everything else that happens. So it's good to keep it updated. I agree with that. But at the same time, I want to be right. I, I take that pretty seriously. I want to be yeah. right with things. You better look out for you before you look out for y'all. Right, right. So it's it's tough. I mean, because it changes every day, man. Everything changes every day, and, and that's what I, you know, I made a little board post about that. And, and it's just you got to uh, stay on it every day from our perspective, because if you don't, it'll get away from you, and then all of a sudden it's it, the guy's committing somewhere else, and you're behind. You know what I mean? Typically, uh, this might be the earliest I've ever started the hot boards. I've always started them maybe in, at the end of the summer, and there's usually about four or five commitments, and I just eat those and you know add them on, and then we start covering recruiting really because. But now it's commitment season. I'm by the time the end of the week, going into the weekend and coming out of the weekend. So I've been do, trying to do it twice a week, early in the week, coming out of the weekend, and going into the weekend. The good thing about that is, and Cole, I love how you do your little updates of what I'm hearing and how I'm feeling and all this stuff because it's constantly constantly changing. But by doing that so often. We're able to say, "Hey, man, when 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 I had Khalil House at eighty percent, it was a done. He, he had committed to Auburn. I mean, I, I don't think that's a secret. No, it, yeah, it was done. No, I mean, it, it, it's not a. It shouldn't be a secret at this point. It was, yeah. If, yeah, if anybody thinks that it was not Khalil House that all the commotion was about several weeks ago, then okay, let's burst your bubble right now because it was. You know, oh, they thought it was somebody else. Yeah. Well, there are still people that believe or are posting. I don't believe it was Khalil House. Like, it can't be Khalil House. It had to be somebody else. There had to be it somebody was, else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Conspiracy theories up, guys. There was a third good. There was a third government on the grassy knoll, and Khalil House was who the Twitter eyes were about. Okay. You know what? You know what? I just had a light bulb moment. That situation. So we, we talked about this, and, and even even when the thought was Khalil House is going to be in the class. Yes. Talked about this and said, look. The emotions were high at that moment with a lot of different recruits that were there. Yeah. You take advantage of it, they they blew up Twitter. What happened? The emotions were high with Khalil House. He, he took that and ran with it, and they, they couldn't hold back. They had to commit. Like, I just, I'm so excited about this. I have to commit. But then when he came down off of that high, he goes to Stanford. He rethinks his, his decision. And now do now you maybe understand why the big – Freak out happened. I mean, it makes sense to me sure. they would do that because you got people on the fence and they're going, oh, I don't know, I might, I might do it, I might do it. Well, they, if you blow it up and you keep going with the momentum and you build off of that, who knows? Who knows what could happen? You know, you don't want to pressure anybody, 
but you knew you had something at that moment with all those guys in the same room and, and, and that that dynamic going. Well, my, my my point was that going into that weekend, it was 80% to Auburn, Cleo House. Yes. Just coming out of that weekend, he had completely swapped. And I think I had it back to, you know, it was 15. Mm-hmm. But by doing what, the, the two two updates a week on that, by doing your dailies or, you know, three times a week, we're able to try to track this stuff. And people, do they still think, like, recruiting doesn't change? <laughs> I mean, do do they really? Like when somebody's like, oh, 80%, that means he's going somewhere else. Like, no, that means you're privy to what the situation is right now. Yes. That's what you're paying me money for to Jeffrey. You're Tell me right now where Khalil House stands. I'll tell you where he stands. He stands 80%, and that's being very conservative. Yes. To Auburn. 80%, yes. and that's being very conservative. Okay. It, it, now, now, three days later, he's at 15. Right. You know why? Because he's visited Stanford, and now he's committed to Stanford. He, 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 he told me. Well, it was the Monday, wasn't it? Not. I was like, hey, man, he, he just kind of told me, trust me, hey, I've, I've, I've changed my commitment to Stanford. Yes. Okay, let, let me change my hot board. Let me keep my subscribers up right. to date. Up to date. It, Friday was 80% Auburn. Monday is 80% Stanford, and both of those were being conservative. Yeah, exactly. Well put. All that said, I still think we're going to easily be at 12 commitments by the time we get to Big Cat Weekend. I fully feel I, I fully feel that is what is going to happen, and I think there's the potential for one to two commitments at Big Cat. So I still think we're going to be fine going into the season. And I know that we're going to have questions about this uh, in the questions from the corner, but I do wonder where OL recruiting is going to go. That is a very interesting landscape to me, and I'm sure that's something we'll probably discuss and be in a lot of podcasts from now until yeah. Saturday, if we're being honest. Um, another one, this will have dropped by the time this uh, this podcast re- releases. I, I hinted at it in the um, hot boards today, a defensive hot board. I need to do the uh, offense, and we'll add that running back. But the uh, Kamarion Franklin, who Auburn's kind of on the outside looking in for right now, it's, it's Tennessee, it's Miami, it's Ole Miss, and it's Auburn. And I would probably say Auburn's probably three or four in this race. Yeah. Uh, but he is coming back for an overnight visit, July the 26th. So that's the same day DeMarcus Riddick is going to announce his decision. Kamarion Franklin, not, not that they have any relation whatsoever. I'm just the date. Big news. All the same. Big news. 20, July 26th, DeMarcus Riddick is, is announcing. And Kamarion Franklin is coming back to Auburn for an overnight visit. It will be an unofficial visit. Um, and then he will return in September either for the season opener against UMass or the end of the month against Georgia. So, uh, Kamari, now, now, Chad Simmons thinks uh, Kamarion will be committed before then. And mm-hmm. I think Chad thinks it's a Tennessee-Miami battle, a Miami-Tennessee battle right now with all, Ole Miss and uh, Auburn kind of looking. But dude, Auburn's pushing for this kid. I just don't know. I still got him at 30%. And, uh, I think and that might be too high. That's a long play. And, Cole, I'll let you jump in here. But I think this is a kid who may make a decision. And then he's making another decision in December. I honestly think his recruitment is going to go that way. So I don't I, – I think this is a long play. Like, Auburn fans don't get discouraged if he commits to whoever he commits to. Watch and see what he does in December. That's, for, that's what I would say with him. Hey, this is how I feel about Jamonte Waller. Yeah. And, 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 hey, let me let you know a little secret. That's how I feel about Joe Phillips, too. Uh, yeah. 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 All these big, all these big dogs, they're getting commitment. I, I think we've mentioned this before. This NIL stuff, you can you can get paid for being on the commitment list, I believe. 
I mean, there's a reason these guys are, are are getting are getting on board, and then they're they got the first decision, and then their final decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got a lot, you got a lot of things going on like that that <laughs> we may or may not want to get into completely. But no, I, I don't know enough. I do know that that is that is possible. There are loopholes for that. One hundred percent. Just like there were loopholes last year for paying kids five thousand dollars to come visit. Yeah, come to our game. We'll give you five k. Contingent on the state and your NIL rules, mm-hmm. there are things that are legal. Can, can we just start calling June and July like false signing day? Like, here's where picks yeah. are going right now. When you get to December, it's, it might be a little different. In fact, I mean, we're, we're naming certain guys. I think everybody's, you know, sure. I don't see anybody as 100% committed. And, and even before all of this, you know, how, how much do you trust a commitment anyway? But uh, I, I see a lot. If, what, what you said, Jay, it's the long game with all these guys. Yeah. You don't quit. I don't care if Perry Thompson comes out today and says, hey, I, I've decided to move my decision up. I'm going to stay with Alabama today. Mm-hmm. He may go and, and call Coach Hugh Freeze and say, hey, Coach, you know, um, I would appreciate it if you didn't talk to me anymore. Uh, I am going to be sticking with Alabama. And he's going to go, all right, I'll call you tomorrow. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll catch you as opposed to calling you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I'm not giving up. Listen, this is what happened. I've had coaches to, please let me continue to recruit you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you never know, Perry. You never know what happens at Alabama. You never know what's going to happen. Please let me continue to recruit you. Yeah. Well put. And how you handle that in a soft way, not aggressive, mm-hmm. just let me continue to recruit you is that it, that's how you handle it, Jeffrey. You're absolutely right. And you just slowly work your way back in there and continue to build that relationship. And like we talked about, there are going to be some head-turner NIL decisions in December. I assure you, um, for those that are listening to us today, there are commitments at every school that will not end up with that school because of NIL. And I promise you that. Including Auburn. Yeah. I hope not at Auburn, but maybe, probably. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the additions. Yes, 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 yes. Auburn yes. will buy recruits. I think well, there are a handful well, of out there that they will money will not be an object for the no. top fifteen, the top twenty best programs in the country, and, and and when you're talking about that now, you have to include NIL. If you have one of the top NILs in the country, then you're probably one of the top fifteen or twenty in the country, even if your record didn't show it the year before. Yeah. So. Now, uh, you know, really, I mean, how, how bad did the transfer portal actually hurt Auburn this year? Did it really? No. I, I think you lost one player that probably would have started for us this past I, I thought you were talking about financially. No. Hey, <laughs> hey I mean, it's a, it's a damn good question. Well, if you're looking at that financially, it probably did hurt you for a minute. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. going to be back on track. Sure. Until he was like, hey, the 2024 is coming out. Remember the, remember the message? Well, it's, it's all about where do you want to put your investments? I mean, That's right. That's you exactly want, right. That's why me and Jay head and Jeffrey, I think you're starting to join us here. We know what this coaching staff knows proof of concept on the field is huge. Oh, yeah. They just invested in it. You know what? It, it, it has been so slow, it's hard to not say. You, you, there's, there's a reason there's a holdup with Auburn right now. Yeah. People are wanting to see – kids are wanting to see the the POOC or whatever it is, the well, POC. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Proof of concept. They, uh, want to, they want to see something on the field before they, they, they invest their future in, uh, in, into Auburn. 
Yeah. I agree. And even if the season were to go, say, six and six, right, like Florida did last year, Billy has been able to transfer his momentum of what he showed on the field last year and how he plans on using people plus a healthy NIL program into Florida being one of the hottest recruiting teams mm. in the country right now. It may not happen in this class where we jump inside the top 10. It may be a top 12 type class. And I think that's okay if you, as long as you get some difference makers, that's what really matters to me at the end of the day. It's the number of impact players and not so much mm-hmm. the rank of your class. Sure. Because you can subsidize and feel through the portal should you need to. That's what, the, that's what the transfer portal is there for. Obviously, you want as much homegrown talent as you can get. It's less expensive that way. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, but it is the accumulation of impact players that really makes the difference in a recruiting class. Which, so, if you're going by that writer, uh, rate, rating, then the transfer portal, how many impact guys you get from there? Several, right? We you hope so. majority of. Yeah. I, I mean, you could make a case for all of them, but we think sure. through impact guys or difference makers, as you put it, you got several of those. So as long as you're adding to that difference maker total, you're doing so. Yeah. I would say in this last class, you got five difference makers from the high school class, right? So you got Deron Reed, you got Keldrick Falk, uh, you got Kay and Lee, you got um, Connor Lou, maybe? Connor Lou, and then you got the uh, the running back. Cobb. Cobb, Jeremiah Cobb. I think those are your five difference makers out of the high school class. Sure. In I don't tra- think anybody would argue with that. No. In the transfer portal? Dylan Wade, Justin Rogers, yep, Jalen McLeod, yep, uh, Peyton Thorn, Peyton Thorn, Thorn, probably Avery Jones. Yes, that's a starter. That is, that is a huge difference maker. For Gunner you. Britton. Are we yeah, looking at starters? If we're looking at starters, if you're looking at starters, Nasili McKilly Kapili. <laughs> Messiah and Silly Kite. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely, though. (laughs) Yeah. I I think you got more difference makers out of the transfer portal, more guys that can make an immediate impact and change the trajectory of next season. Yep. Oh, shit. What about the receivers, the tight end, Fairweather? Um, Fairweather for sure. Shorter. Hooks. Shane Hooks. Burton, who knows on him, possibly, you know. I'd argue that Brown's still the best of the bunch, but you absolutely improved your floor in the in the wide receiver room. There is no question on that. Yeah. Yep. Linebackers. Yes. Nixon and Keys. Yeah. I mean, potentially two starters, right? Yeah. Even I know. Though- Let me just before people jump on me, I put Wesley Steiner as the starter. <laughs> I did going into fall camp. That is the starter, in my opinion. Larry Nixon has not even put on pads at Auburn yet. Right. Sure. After Paul Kent, we'll revisit that. I think he'll probably get started. We'll see. I I wouldn't argue that. It, it, Cole, I, I think you're – I mean, just like I think Robbie Ashford probably will take snaps with the ones when Paul Kent starts. Sure. And Peyton Thorne will probably be the starter coming out. Yeah. There's going to be that that day where Peyton, you know, kind of – you you know, like, all right, Peyton, get over here and work. You know, there's going to be a day where they, they cross, there's a crossover. Yeah, it, it, what they call moving day in fall camp, and that that day will probably happen pretty quick. If I'm gonna be honest with you, what about time. the day? And I put this on the board today. What, what about the day they pick team captains? Because usually QB one is the captain, right? I thought that was a good question. He typically is. I, I just can't see Peyton Thorne being the captain or Robbie. Yeah, I, I 
it's going to be like uh, it's going to be like Jeremiah Wright. It's going to be Jeremiah Wright for sure. I think it, that's a good one. He's a senior, right? No, he's a junior, redshirt junior. Well, four, he'll still be. Four, yeah, so four years. Jeremiah Wright. Uh, I think ooh. Jason Jones will probably be one if I had to guess. Jason Jones, absolutely, sure. Um, maybe DJ James. I'm thinking Keontae Scott. Oh, Keontae, yeah. Oh, they love him. I mean, they it, love him. And look, you can tell who they love from a personality standpoint by who gets access to the media, right? Sure. You're not, you're not going to put somebody up there that you don't like. Would, I, it wouldn't be shocking if it were Jarquez Hunter, honestly, even with everything. But, I, I you know, just because he's, he's a pretty stand-up guy when it comes to helping them out with the No record. way they put Jarquez <laughs> Safe pick, Luke Deal, Cole. <laughs> Luke Deal. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I can see Luke Deal being a, a guy. I can see Luke Deal, Keontae Scott, Jeremiah Wright. Um, and uh, is Nehemiah Pritchett? Marcus Harris would be good, Zach in the back says. Marcus Harris and, J- and either one of Marcus Harris or Jason Jones. I think one yeah, of those. There you go. Um, and those are your 14 captains. There you go. Yep. Good stuff. Are we missing anything, real, uh, you know, recent Friday? Uh, um, I kind of like doing this end of the week. Of course, I don't mind doing it in the middle of the week either. But uh, I'll tell you what, we, we're, we're going to start. What I'd like to do on our on our running big cat list is go ahead and get it started yep. because I get one guy. Here's the problem I've learned in the past: if you don't have like 15 guys, if you just put up like I know the Phoenix City Four are coming, right? Mm-hmm. I know uh, probably Jalen Crawford is coming. Uh, uh, there are some big dogs, that, but probably six or seven guys I can confirm for you right now. Yeah. Oh my God! Is it, you know, no matter what, there's always going to be one guy freaking out that there's only six people coming to Big Cat. <laughs> Jeff, you need to do it like you did it the first year when you broke that story and you guys broke the the list in a war room the Friday of when it happened. Like I just oh. didn't put it up. It would be, be great. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a slow go with getting that list going just because I mean. You got the staff kind of recouping from such a big OV season, and they're getting ready to put that together. And they're well, there are there are guys that have are, that are confirmed, like uh, the Phoenix City Four, Miles coming, uh, Upshaw's kids coming. Red, they're all, this is what happened. we're going to have to. Know. They're expected to come. Yes, those those kids are expected to be there, um, and and that's I think how the best way we can handle it. And. Yeah. Uh, Instead of confirm that they're coming, well, they're expected to be there, or they have confirmed one, one of the two. That's why they made the list. But I, I, I feel like ourselves deserve. If we have somebody already, we need, we, they need to know about it. So, right. so uh, I might start that list July the first tomorrow, okay. and we'll just update it, and we'll just have to put up with the idiots that are going. Oh my God! There's only six people coming to Big Cat. Oh, <laughs> They'll be right with your 55% people. <laughs> Louise. Yeah. Um, let's get to some questions, man. We had some really good questions this week coming from the corner. Questions from the corner. We're going to start out with o, o, with o LJSRHS1127. How many high school JUCO commits do you guys believe Auburn are going to take this cycle? Do you believe there will be names added to the board to fill the class during the season? Jay Head. 22. I think it's going to be around – 20 to 22 high school and junior college. And if it goes over that, that means we smashed on some all-stars. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, 
I don't see a huge number of seniors and or NFL draft picks that are going to be leaving early on this roster right now. I think you're going to lose a decent amount, but not a, not a huge amount. And you're still going to want to have room to acquire about probably 10 to 12 kids from the portal. So I'm going to say around 20 to 22 is what I'm looking at from a high school junior college class this year. That's that's kind of my general thought. I will not argue that. Good question there. LJ Senior High School, I believe is what that stands for. Oh, be sexy. <laughs> he wants to know who are the next three commits for Auburn? Cole Pinkston? I would say DJ Barber. Yep. Do we have a date for him? No. Okay. But I'm here in early July. Okay. Like real early July. So in First next, week. In the next week. Okay. DJ Barber? DJ Barber, Malik blocks him because we know his date. Mm-hmm. And which is July 8th, I think. Yeah, July 8th. And Jalen Croft? Yeah. And I'll give you Wyatt Simmons as my number four. Yeah, I, think, I think all four of those will be committed prior to Big Cap. How many commits does Auburn have right now? Uh, eight. eight. Four and eight. four. Four on offense, four on defense. Eight plus the four that you all just mentioned that put you at 12. Um, good question. Big or a, uh, you know, a surprise outlier in there. You never know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Dose Wildcats 202. Is there a particular reason for some positions, DL, where you believe there needs to be more proof of concept more than others? Uh, maybe even offensive of line, like, you know, people ask us all the time, like, what's what's going on with high school office linemen? <clears throat> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You, you, you know, we, we're talking about Jamison Riggs. I, I wanted to mention him earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I said it last week, 50-50 at best right now yes. with Georgia Tech. And then Cole came on and was like, I'm leaning more Georgia Tech. And to be honest with you, I am too. Yeah. And that would make three of us on this panel. And, and you got Khalil House picking Stanford. You got Jameson Riggs picking Georgia Tech. Both academic institutions, obviously. Uh, but give me a freaking break, dude. Can, can I also just say every update that's out there, I, I get it. The Georgia Tech Stanford joke is funny. <laughs> we're, we're overusing it a little bit, guys. Let's call, let's calm it. Let's back it down just a little bit. Take it easy. I'm here in Georgia Tech. Okay. I <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, it was real funny. Oh, that's my man. So, somebody asked about a coach about Cadillac. <laughs> yeah. I think he's leaning towards Georgia Tech. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, people, y'all are idiots. Oh, man. <laughs> but, dude, I'm with you. It's. And I said this earlier in the show, I don't know where we're headed. In the, it's very unclear to me how the offensive line room is going to shake out. And that doesn't have to always be apparent to us, right? Like it doesn't – they may very well know the direction they're, they're going to go or who they have in their pocket or who they feel good about, and we don't. But you, yeah. do a hell of a, you guys do a hell of a job of knowing that information. That's – you know what I mean? Like you guys are, are typically very good at your job. And so it does look a little ambiguous right now with regard to offensive line recruiting. It doesn't mean that can't shift in a heartbeat, but to say anybody beyond Reese Baker to me right. would be a prediction, I can't go there. So, I, go ahead, Cole. Do we have like a minute, Jeffrey, in between questions here? to just Yeah. So, okay, on Reese Baker, 
There you go. This uh, is interesting. This is interesting. I, you know, I, I think he's going to be in the class. Right. I feel pretty strongly about that. Uh, it's not a it's not a matter of does he want to be there or does Auburn want him. I think both of those things are true. I think there might be some pressure on him to hold off and visit all the schools that have recruited him. Okay. At this point. Now, keep in mind, this is a guy that probably will get more offers as we go on here. He really only camped at Auburn because he's pretty much, you know, thinking he's going to Auburn, right? But if he's if he's made to hold off too long, does Auburn wait on him? And I don't know what the numbers – and the reason why I say this, at one point I'm looking at it like, okay, if they get a couple of these guys, they wait. Now I'm going, okay, you missed on a couple. So you probably do wait. Yeah. Honest. Um, but I know that that dynamic is that play there. Then, as far as Preston Talmua goes, you know, I'm hear, hearing good things. I'm hearing good things about the confidence on Auburn's side. Um, do I completely buy it? I, I, I'm not going to put in a prediction for Auburn because I think Oregon has obviously had great success with guys from Hawaii, guys from that side of the country, and they should be, you know, they should be a concern to Auburn, and, and they are. Uh, but from what I understand, you know, he took his, his official visit there and thought was, and he'll probably wrap it up right after that. Well, he probably will wrap it up soon, and I think it's between Auburn and Oregon. But I do think Auburn's got a, a pretty good chance there to, to make it happen. So I think they're top two. Oh, definitely top two. I, I feel good about saying that. Uh, as this goes on, I, I have some confidence about Auburn, but I just don't, I don't want to put in a pick. I don't feel that good about it. So I just wanted to address that. Those two things. Yeah, you guys personally have more insight on that one than I do. I don't know enough to say either way. Well, you know what? Here's what we should be clear on, Jay Head. We we believe Auburn thinks they're top two. Right. Yeah. We yes. may completely. Arizona was in there too, so you know we may be completely off. But Auburn feels it's it, it they're in a good spot. And mm-hmm. I I'm not going to sleep on Nebraska either, Dominic Raola. Is the offensive line coach at Nebraska, and apparently he has a very good connection. He's from the island of Hawaii, um, and has a very good connection with the young man as well. So I, I think there are three viable teams in that recruitment. And you, and you think um, Nebraska over Arizona? Yes. Okay. I think it's Auburn, Nebraska, Oregon are, are absolutely three contenders. Why do I think it was Arizona? Did he say Arizona when he left? Yeah, he, Arizona's definitely involved, I, from what I understand. Possibly for NIL reasons, they're probably running third or fourth. Okay. All right. Oh, small thoughts. Speaking of Khalil House earlier, uh, choosing Stanford. Khalil House choosing Stanford, uh, do you think it had anything to do with uh, Auburn's fan base on quit freaking out over the back si- bat signals possibly being for him? I don't. No. And I know that Zach Black would be addressed this on his show saying that, you know, is there a potential that the Auburn fan base affected this young man? I don't. No. I honestly believe his family really liked Stanford. I I think they valued the educational piece of this. And I think that that was just, you know, this is one of those recruitments that you just lost. You know, unfortunately, it happened. You you lose in recruiting, but I don't think it was the reaction from the fan base that caused that. I think it was 100% a personal decision by the young man and his family, and there was a preference to Stanford. And that's that's really it. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Yeah. Anon 
1686-06-10-69. With Kevin Riley and Daniel Hill likely headed elsewhere, is Auburn content with just Burnett? Or are they going to turn to other guys? Well, Anon, we talked about him earlier, and I've already forgot his name. <laughs> but, but we talked about him. Durham. Caden Durham, I think. Caden yeah. Durham. Yeah. yeah, well, I think we're going to start seeing some of these guys. If they can't get in the recruitment of Caden Durham, we're going to see them turn to somebody else. Cool. Um, that was a non, like some, I forgot, write, write him down. A non-86, Zach, send me that guy. Hey, uh, 1686, that's, that's good. We'll just start a, a nickname for, for Durham. We'll go Caden Bull Durham. How about yeah, uh, there you go. I remember it. Jay Lee's Drugs. I've been missing you, man, for about 25 years. <laughs> Who is Auburn's number one quarterback target for the 2025? That's a good question because there's a, there's a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple. Hold on. Let me go to the offer list because there's two that jump out to me. There's I a kid what, from Tennessee. There's a kid from uh, – I feel comfortable saying it's not Antoine Hill. And oh, that's, yeah? That's a guy that we've been tracking pretty heavily. Now, he's he's on the list, but he – Cool. Told, look here, Jay. Look at Zach in the back. Look at you. Uh, who you were thinking of there, Jay? No, Deuce McIntyre is who I was thinking of. Deuce Knight. Deuce Knight. I think McIntyre is going to be committed to Alabama by okay. by July. I honestly believe that. Ryan Montgomery is one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just these are these are guys I know Auburn loves. Madden, believe it or not, Madden. I love They're working on him. I don't know how much they can, you know. But who knows what he freaks can do, man? Yeah. All right, Caleb Bailey. Uh, I, I would say scroll back up slowly, Zach. I would say top three quarterback targets would be for me. Uh, Ryan Montgomery. There's 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 a there's an end there with him. I can't remember what it is. Uh, yeah. But obviously Ohio State, Michigan, getting a kid like that from Ohio State. If the, if those two school one is going to be absolutely terrible. Uh, I mean, uh, difficult. Add and 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 Philip Montgomery, if I remember correctly. Okay, I would definitely say Deuce Knight. Yeah. 100%. Deuce Knight definitely jumps off it, to me as a guy that Hugh Freeze. Hugh's very familiar with the Loosedale area there in Mississippi. He's recruited that territory before, um, and I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be a real contender, judging by the other teams that are involved with him. So, so he he would be my answer, Jay Lee Strokes. Back, back to the proof of concept question. Yep. Hugh Freeze does have proof of concept with quarterbacks. That's why he, and, and so does uh, Philip Montgomery. So they end up landing Walker White over Clemson. Yeah. Yep. They they win a recruiting battle from proof, proof of concept. If you had to pick a, a one recruit in this cycle that you think Auburn has a chance with, that has the possibility of blowing up to a five-star recruit by the end, who would it be? Well, you know what? Two months ago it would have been Cam Coleman. Yeah, and yeah. now he's a five-star. He's a five-star. Perry Thompson? Perry Thompson. Perry Thompson. Marcus Riddick. Zaquan Patterson. Yeah, and Patterson's one I'm watching because Michigan, Miami, and there's word that he's leaning going out of state. I can't see a kid from South Florida preferring Michigan weather <laughs> in the oh. winter time, man. Zach said uh, the, the question said don't include Demarcus Riddick or Perry Thompson, okay. uh, Walker White. Um, I, I don't know who the highest. Uh, Recruit. That's all I got. Yeah. I mean, I mean five star. There's only like thirty. There's only thirty two. Yeah. Okay. Barry Thompson is not, but he's ranked number thirty four, I think, right now. So he's like two off of what it would be. 
Let's see what Patterson's got. Kamarion Franklin maybe blows up again. He had a blade yeah. blew up as a junior. Oh, that, that would be my answer. I think he is a five star on maybe Rivals or ESPN or something. So yeah, he's one. Waller would be another one. Joseph Phillips yeah. would be one. There you go. Yeah. So there's a couple of them there, seventy-two. Um, all right, Nick Six. You guys talk about schools pushing for recruits, and I've been wondering what that means compared to normally recruiting them. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Our school's always trying to get them in the boat. Nope, they're not. Um, uh, we talk about Reese Baker earlier. To me, if Auburn pushed pushed for him, said Reese, 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 we want you in, we want you in. That to me, that's pushing. Yeah. We want you, we want you, we want you, we want you. Whereas another recruit, they might be going, hey, we want to recruit you, we want to recruit you, we want to, you know, we want you to visit, we want you to visit, we want to see you in, in person. Great, great example of that is um, Malcolm Simmons. Malcolm um, Simmons, there you go. Uh, from Benjamin Russell. He's a guy that they like and they are recruiting and they continue to communicate with him maybe even daily or weekly, right? But they're not telling him he can be in the class yet. And, and yeah. he knows He's aware of it because he told us when we talked to him after camp the day he was there. Uh, uh, Mario Craver. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking of him, Cole. Situation. We like you. You know, we think you're very good. We're going to watch you extremely close this year. We're going to be on you. But I, I just don't know if we can let you commit today. You got to see how things shake out. So the difference would be pushing for means I want you now. Uh, not pushing for you means I might want you later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're just relationship building. We're just talking. We're, you know what I mean? I, I'm getting a feel for you. It's not like, hey, man, what's your commitment timeline? And, you know, we want you in this class. Yeah. Bo Jerd. I feel like that's one of those, like, uh, if you read it real slowly, it's a cuss word or something, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah okay. Bo, Bo Jerd. Bo Jerd, what do you all think? What do y'all think will be the hardest position group to get commitments in this cycle? The big nasties, based on who will be returning in 2024 and how the board is shaping out. Offensive and defensive linemen for me. I feel better about D line than I do O line after this week. Um, I was very concerned about DL going into this week, and then we got a little bit of information, obviously, with Franklin and then the young man out of Arkansas. Um, where it feels like it's now down to a top two of him in Texas. I'm trying to think of the case. Oh, yeah. Lindsay, T.J. Lindsay. T.J. Lindsay. So I'm feeling a little better about D.L., um, but, oh, well, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen there beyond Reese. Like, I, I, I honestly don't have a gut feel other than I do think they're going to take four guys uh, at least, and I think it would be a combination of high school and junior college, and I think they'll probably take maybe one to two more from the portal. Um, to offset your numbers from where Hugh Freeze wants it to be. But that's the only thing I do know. I, I think it's receiver. Because now that you've got Bryce Kane in the boat, you, you're you're really just going all out for Perry Thompson and Cam Cullen. And we know how hard it's going to be to get even one of those guys. So when do you decide – you never stop recruiting them, obviously, but when do you decide, okay, let's just say it doesn't work out. These guys are unobtainable. We go down to Craver and Simmons or somebody else. When do you decide that? It, it might be all the way down the road. Yeah. So we, that's an unpredictable one right now. I think Kane's in. That's good. But now, ooh, anything could happen there. Okay. Dom the Ace. 
Who are some underrated recruits in the state of Alabama that Auburn hasn't offered, but you think they should offer? I would never say they should offer. They know a lot more about it than I do. Uh, some guys to keep an eye on, or maybe that, that that's on the border uh, that maybe Auburn looks at as a senior and offers, becomes a player. It happens every year. There are in-state guys that just pop up, and Auburn gets in them typically early. Um, uh, Reese Baker would be a prime example of that. Um, as far as an in-state guy who Auburn gets in on. Uh, by, by, by the way, Cole, uh, help me understand what you were saying. If you don't think – like, I, I, do you feel like if Auburn pushed for Reese Baker to get in this class, do you think he would be receptive? So what I'm saying is I think there is a pretty – at least a decent push for him to get in the class. Hey, we're ready to take you. But he, there may be some pressure from his family going, well, wait a minute, you got some other schools recruiting you. Let's check them out. Let's go. Okay. okay. Auburn's going, really don't want to wait on you, bro. It might be time to go go with this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay, now, okay. The only reason I'm saying that is because he's not in the class right now. Right. I mean, that's my, that's what I, my question. Why would, be, why would that be if they really wanted him? Now I'm just, you know, using logic here. I completely agree. Because I'm going either they're not pushing for him or they're pushing for him, and he's going, not yet. Right. Yeah. I got my one Okay. that they haven't offered yet that I think could, contingent on how his season goes, and that's Ronnie Royal. I think he's a versatile athlete that you probably could take at a multitude of positions. I think he could play receiver. I think he could be a running back. I think he could be a defensive back. I think he's a guy that you'll watch um, that could be offer-worthy later on down the line. Next question comes from Stephen Queef. <laughs> How many of the top 15 in-state 2025 recruits do you see Auburn potentially signing? Potentially uh, signing every one of them. There you go. Every one of them. If they're not potentially signing all the top 15 in-state kids, then they're doing something wrong. But let's look at them. I know what you're talking about, Stephen Queef. <laughs> Ryan Williams, the other trying like hell. Uh, yeah. Naeem Offords. Yep, Alabama's a team to beat, but I think Auburn's right there. I think Auburn's a team to beat for Zion Grady, the RPM. Uh, Anquan Fegans, he's from Alabaster. He, is he committed to USC? Yeah, yeah, he is. Damn. His his uh, his older brother is Traquan, who went to Bama, and he just transferred to USC. Good for you, Fegans. I, would, that's a, I wonder um, how safe his mom's job is. I'm sorry. Oh. I, I couldn't help it. I apologize. You knew it was coming. Michael DeBose. Jared Smith is a good one. Yes. Yeah. KJ Lacey, uh, nothing yet. Yes. They, they're working on it. Okay, okay. Oh, that's the, that's the kid from uh, Ryan Williams, yep. right? Sarah Lane, okay. My bad. Derek Smith. Derek Smith. Not familiar with him. Outside. That's that's old Edwards guy over there. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Alvin Henderson, we all think he's in the class before the end of the summer or shortly thereafter if he commits. Eric Winters. I like I like Winters for Auburn, mm-hmm. and I think they're recruiting him at linebacker, actually. J.J., for sure. Yes. Is Antonio, is that an A.C.'s son? I, I don't think they're related. I don't think they are either. I talked to him yesterday. He will not be at Big Cat, by the way. Okay. Antonio? Not, yeah, to this kid, yes. Okay. I'm trying to get a feel for him. He's not going to be at Big Cat, but he says Auburn's sort of And Look at those 13, 14, 15. Now, I think Jordan Crawford's going to be tough because uh, with Alabama. Jordan he, Crawford, dude, he, he's, he's the real deal. Yeah. I expect him to be in the top ten. CJ is Auburn's 
to lose right now, along yeah. with J.J. Falk. And Malik Autry. And Malik Autry is committed, and he, uh, Auburn's to lose, which very possibly could. But, yeah. uh, hey, hey you got to feel good about a, a three-star commitment, 2025 commitment that Alabama's pushing for. Malik Autry. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Florida. Four-star on other sites. So okay. I, I think on three may be just a little bit undecided. Yeah, I think they're, they're slow on their uh, 2025s. You know, the, when you uh, when you made when you did that story on Malik Autry the other day, Jeffrey, I put in the comments: Does this qualify as a flip the script moment? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about it because usually it's uh, Malik Autry committed Alabama, but Auburn pushing. Malik Autry committed Auburn, but Alabama, Alabama pushing. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even look at stars for 2025 for kids that are two years out. I mean, look at the quarterback commitment that we got this time last year, and now he's a three-star that's committed to UAB, right? And I'm not knocking the kid. I'm not knocking Adrian Posse at all. I hope everything works out for him with Trent Dilford. But it's so hard when there's that much development left to put any real stock into where they are or where they should be on your board other than, hey, I've gotten a a decent look at them. They're a good athlete. I think they got the frame to fill out. Let's, you know, let's recruit this kid. That's, I mean, that's as far as I go with it. Man, I uh, Adrian Posse to UAB. <laughs> I mean, listen. After that happened, I was uh, I was in uh, Wyoming, still in Wyoming when that happened, and got a text from a previous staffer. Yeah, uh, man, I don't want to read it to you, but I mean, everything we've heard about Air Nolan and Adrian yeah. Posse and Big Cat last week, everything you've heard and uh, on the message boards, and probably we've we've um, mentioned it. Before it was absolutely a fact that hey we're gonna we can get Air Nolan at Big Cat and we're gonna get Jelani Thurman, Bo Hughley, all these guys is gonna help with, and the dude was told no, we got Adrian Posse and that's the guy we're going with. Yeah, Air Nolan is out. And (laughs) I said. I said they were that, that was a bad. That was that, somebody had asked before. When did you like start to think? Well, I, you know, you saw the red flags up to that point, but that was like you got to be shitting me. I was in Alaska for that. You, were, I remember Cole. I remember texting with Cole and Keith and going. And remember, uh, Keith was ready for Bo. Bo was gonna was Bo gonna commit? Was he gonna flip from Georgia? That was the, that was a heavy word that he was gonna flip. Um, and then the second, because I think they broke it to the kid the day before Big Cat, and he still yeah. showed up. Um, and then watching Adrian Posse commit in front of all of his friends uh, was just kind of the death nail in that recruitment um, for everybody involved. Um, and look, I don't, I'm still convinced Bo Hughley was never going to flip. Um, I think there are contradictory sources out there. And look, more power to him because they probably knew more than me. But my intel on it was Bo was never going to flip, but it would have certainly helped you with Josh uh, Horton, and it would have helped you absolutely with Tank uh, to get both those guys in the class. I fully feel like you would have walked away with three mm. of those players. Mm. Dario, so assuming House committed in front of everyone during his OB, which we have said did in fact happen, now the fact he isn't actually coming here but is going elsewhere, does that have a negative impact? I don't think so. No. Nah. She isn't. No. no. <laughs> why? Why, why, why would it? 
Yeah. I so, I don't know. It, 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 I, maybe Jireo means like our other kids going. I, to be honest with you, Jireo, I don't think this was an issue outside of the Auburn fan base. Like I don't think many people knew what was happening. Yeah. Except for subscribers to message boards like ours. I mean, I think if if he went to Georgia or Alabama or LSU or Clemson, right on, right on, different. He's going to Stanford. It's kind of it's like as far as the guys around here are concerned. Okay, you know, whatever. All right, and one other thing: if he were a linchpin recruit, and I'm not look, it was a good thing that he committed in front of them and created all the excitement, right? But if this is Walker White committing to the staff and they think they've got him and then he goes and visits Stanford and he commits to Stanford, okay, yes, that hurts you because that's a guy that's going to be influential in other commitments. I don't know that Khalil House, outside of his teammate Ricky Johnson, is going to be overly connected to any one person that's going to affect Auburn's recruitment of them. Antoine Hill is their quarterback over there yeah. at, at Houston County, but again. Yeah, it's almost you look at him going to Stanford and go, okay, good for you, man. Good. Yes, I, I think that's that's the that's the perception. I think it's how people perceive that in, in yeah. entire flip was like, hey, dude, it ain't for football. Obviously, if he I mean, was picking for football, he's, he's going to Auburn. But hey, so you're going to Stanford. There was another guy too. There was Jay. Remember from Selma? This was old. And he's an OG man. He was an OG um, recruit from Selma. His name was Jay. And he he signed with Stanford. I think he went out there and balled out and was you know got a medical degree and is now like some heart surgeon somewhere. You remember this guy, Jay Hen? Absolutely. Um, and there was a kid from down in Mobile uh, that did yeah. the same. Thing. Ryan Johnson. Yes. And yeah. Andres Fox from yeah. Andreas Fox. Yeah, Andres Fox. Sure was. Who Rodney, Rodney Garner never liked. God, what was his name? <laughs> I don't know. I have to look at. I, I Google J. Selma Stanford, and nothing came up. You, but you, you probably go back. You can go back to Wesley Steiner, a guy who did not. Oh yeah, Stanford and shows Auburn. That's right. Around him, we're probably like, man, don't don't you think Stanford? You can't pass that up, dude. I mean, come on. Well, it, it, his top. Well, three, you know, it was yeah. Auburn, Georgia Tech, and Stanford were Wesley Steiner's top three. I mean, that that tells you what you need to know about Wesley Steiner. Oh, well, Jack Leonard, eleven. Uh, any early opinions on? Big Cat Visitors, we talked a little bit about this earlier. Any more fish are rumored to be there. Uh, I mean, opinions, I think uh, I think a lot of the big dogs will be there. I think yeah. the commitments will be there. I think Walker White's coming in. He'll be there. Joe Phillips will be there. Uh, I, at this point, I would say Perry Thompson's going to be there. Um, I, at this point, my opinion. Yeah, I think there's. I think there is a chance he's there. I don't know what's – that's the thing. To me, where Perry Thompson ends up going that weekend will determine who he's going to commit to. And you're not the only one who thinks that. I think um, – I think there's – I mean, uh, you got common sense and you're looking at this recruitment. Yeah. You're going to make that um, – That jump. Yeah. So, be interesting. maybe that's because we said we, we wouldn't be surprised if he flipped. Yeah. Maybe that's why. But Cam Coleman, I expect to be there. Yes. Uh, we'll see what Demarcus Riddick does on the 26th. What about um, Bradley sure. Shaw? I think there's a yeah. yeah. He told me he would be there. He told okay. me personally he would be there. So, and by the way, on Bradley Shaw, Auburn Notre Dame battle, we think there. 
I, I wish I, I wish I, 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 and, and speaking with someone involved with Notre Dame, it sounds like they think Auburn might be the leader. I think they they sold out on the push, and then when it didn't happen, I, I think they lost a little bit of confidence on that deal. Yeah, I, I could see Bradley Shaw being in the class before it's over. Definitely. Me too. Me too. O line. Yes or no? He will ever recruit a top three class to Auburn? Oh, oh you're, I'm sorry. You're you're, you're on your. I was just going through positions, man. But let's keep going, L.A. Because I, I, I'm out. What, what I was going to say, Jack Leonard, is we're going to have a, a, a running list up tomorrow. Just like like Bradley Shaw, he needs to be on there. Cam Coleman and those four guys need to be on there. The commitments need to be on there. Walker White. Um, we'll get, we're going to start a list, and if we can expect them to or confirm that they're going to be there, then we're going to put them on there. Right. It's easier to take them off and put them on. Agreed. Uh, L.A. Whip. Yes or no? I like these questions. 50-50. Yeah. You can't miss them more than twice. Well, you recruit ever recruit a top three class at Auburn? Nope. I don't think anybody will ever recruit a top three class at Auburn. It would take a special, special situation, I think, for Auburn to be top three, just because what my experience would say, right? Like, no one's – Chiswick recruited top five. Mm-hmm. He got Gus, you, Gus, the top Gus, ten. Gus recruited top ten. Chizik had two top five classes. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I would love to know what the highest finish Auburn has had in rivals. Uh, rivals been around the longest. What's, yeah. the, what's the highest they've ever had? I guarantee it wasn't more than four or five. Wouldn't they? Aren't they sixth or seventh one year? Yeah, <laughs> Zach said you're going to, have to get Nick Saban or Kirby Smart if you want to top. Three class at Auburn. <laughs> I mean, let's, I mean, uh, it's not going to happen. I don't think it will either. But do you have to? But at the same time, I don't think you have to have a top three class to win a championship or be a heavy playoff contender. Person, well, if, no. if I'm saying that it's never going to happen, what's the ceiling then? What's Auburn's team ranking ceiling as a, as a, as a university? What's their top, ceiling? Top five, I think, because four. I. Probably look. Hugh Freeze has been top five at Ole Miss. I fully believe if he got a top five class at Ole Miss, that he can get a top five class at Auburn. He got a top five class at Ole Miss. He sure yeah. did. He sure did. 2010 was ranked six. So that was Chiswick. Was that Chiswick's high class? What's eleven? Wait, what's the 2011 class? Because I feel like it was a notch up. I think it was number five, Zach. Maybe it was seven though. Maybe it went backwards a, a spot. After Cyrus Quanjo decommitted on National Signing Day. Oh, for free sake. Because <laughs> I think we were up, and then it went backwards after he, you know, fainted off stage and decided not to send in his Well, Mayor, if you free signed a top five class at Ole Miss. That was the Kim Dietschy, Laramie Tunsil, Laquan Treadwell. And maybe it was number seven. Maybe it wasn't number five. There you go. Five awesome. was not, I thought awesome. it was five. was in that class. Okay, 2011. Look up. Ole Miss. 2013. 2013. I want to know which class of Hugh Freeze that was top five. Was it his first class or was it his second class? It was, well, it was, there was the one, and then he also had the one with Shea Patterson in it. So I'm trying to think of which one. One of those was top so, five, I'm pretty sure. 2013 was the Kim Dietschy, Tutsil, Treadwell. Yep. Okay, 2013 was number eight, according to Zach. 2014. Let's see. Shea Patterson. Higher, I think. Because I think Shea Patterson was the same class as DK Metcalf and the other big time wide receiver. 
I think they were number five. Yeah, man. I don't think. Uh, which class had Metcalf in it? He had he had one top ten, according to what rivals? Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, I'm coming at it right now. The Chad Kelly class was 2015. Demarcus Lodge, Javon Patterson, Eric Swinney. Javon Man- Patterson, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. One of those classes was up there, though, at least on one site. Can you uh, find it? Um, 2000, this 2016 class, let's take a look. Oh, this is the one. This is the one. It's Miss number seven. Greg Little was a five-star. Shea Patterson was a five-star. Yeah. Neil Old Jones was a five-star. Yeah. A.J. Brown was yeah. right That's on the cusp cool. in a Ooh. DK. And what was that? What, 13, according to Rivals, was ranked what? Number seven. So number eight on 24-7. I'm going to Rivals right now. I, I'm going to own three for this 2016 class. They got it ranked sixth. 2013, uh, Ole Miss is ranked number seven on Rivals. Okay. Damn. And, and you got three five-stars. Nine four stars. It was the bottom half, man. The fifteen three stars. That should have been a top five class. Listen, if you sign three three five stars at, at Ole Miss at Auburn, your four star group will be big enough to carry you into the top five. I would tend to agree. And God bless Neil McCready has not updated. But <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> um, hold on, man. Give me to the commitment page. Jesus. Here, look at here, Jay. Here. Oh, here we go. Top five. There it is. 2016. Greg Little, Shea Patterson, Benito Jones, AJ Brown. I knew there was a top five class. Yeah. Yep. So Rivals got them number seven. Well, this is Rivals. So number 2016 was number five. 2013 was number seven. And then he had two 17 classes. Hold on, hold on. What 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 was the top five? 2016. Yep. On Rivals? Yeah. As Zach just showed, unless that was on three. That was 24-7 he just showed, I think. Okay, okay. Rivals says uh, number seven. They were heading up the number seven class. Just in front of number eight, Auburn. Yeah, you're right. Number seven. Sorry. So two top 17, two top seven recruiting finishes for Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss. Okay. And I don't yeah. think. Kiffin and sniff that. Listen, if you can do top seven at Ole Miss, you can do top five at Auburn. I yeah. I tend to agree, right? So here's what I want to know: When did when was he freeze his first class at Ole Miss? 2013. Okay, his first class. His his first class that was a two, that was a 2013 was his first full class. Yes, because it was the transition class. The number year. seven. Yeah, so two number sevens. Okay. Hey, I think that I think that's. Doable, but you're gonna to have to do a lot. You're gonna to have to get the Demarcus Riddicks. You're gonna to have to get the um, Perry Thompsons. You're gonna to have to get the Cam Coleman's. Um, and shit, you know, who's to say you can't? What's I mean, that, that's the interesting thing about this class right now because you know we've ruled out Khalil House. We've ruled out um, not ruled out Jameson Riggs, but you're getting to to the point where it could be Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. So those are two guys that really wouldn't affect your ranking too much. Your team ranking now. We think they're still in it with Perry Thompson. We all can agree that we they're still in it with Cam Coleman. And, and I've been hearing, you know, what I've put on the board about Demarcus Riddick. 
And they're not out of it with Camarion Franklin. And listen, you see with that Ole Miss class, those three five stars at the top absolutely rule the the ranking numbers. Yeah. And he's already come in and silenced everybody by flipping Joe Phillips. Unofficially flipping Joe Phillips. Let's not forget the Walker White one, too, because that was done. Clemson, done. It was done. And and how many – and we said this then, but let's remember it now. How many quarterbacks have have gotten away from Dabo Sweeney that he really wanted? Not a lot, man. I mean, not a lot. That is a very short list, Cole. Yeah. And, look, I I make fun of Dabo, and I talk about the stuffing in the locker and all that other stuff. But let's be honest here. Dabo Sweeney is an elite recruiter. He's done it at a high level for a long time. Um, And he doesn't miss on a lot of guys. Especially quarterbacks. Especially Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Christopher Vizina. And and DJ Ugalele, if you're talking about a big recruiting win. Yeah, and even the kid they got there now out of Texas that Chad Morris was all over. I'm trying to think of that kid's name. I mean, he was over on him from jump. Who's the kid they got there now? Klubnik? Yes, Cade Klubnik. Yeah, I mean, I think that was like Chad's first offer when he got here. That guy's good, too. <laughs> W10Well51 wants to know, in your professional opinion, this is for you guys, uh, your analyst bodies, minds, who's the most polished kid in our class currently of the eight commitments and who would be primed to make the largest impact for us next season? Hmm. Most polished. Uh, would Joe Phillips? He's no, not- Joe's more raw. I think he's actually got the chance probably to make the largest jump in this class. You got what? Uh, three DBs, two nickels. I'm trying to think who's in the class. I'd say Order, because he's exposed to Walker White is the most polished guy in the class so far. He's most polished, and I, I don't care about his um, his uh, what am I thinking? Completion percentage. I don't care about that. He's polished. Watch him. His mechanics look good. You know, he needs to step in the throw a little bit more. But other than that, he's he's pretty polished when it comes to things that you learn on the college level. Joe Phillips, Fat Burnett, I mean, those two guys, Kinsley Faustin, they're just going to have a learning curve on the next level. That doesn't mean their potential is not extremely high because it is. You know, you, sometimes you're taking potential over, hey, this guy's ready to go. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, everybody does that. Let's look most, at- most of the five stars are like that. So the question was, who's the, the most polished and then who has the chance for the most uh, to be the biggest impact next year? I agree with you. Walker White understands the nuances of playing quarterback. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's been to elite level quarterback training at quarterback country and multiple other places. I mean, he's, he's very polished from an understanding standpoint. Um, Going to have the most impact? Ooh, that's, that's interesting. You know, I don't know that that person's in this class just yet. Martavius Collins is a is a pretty polished blocker, uh, yeah. and it's what he's going to be used for, uh, and, and uh, throw him the ball here and there. But he's a blocker, and that's what he's good at, and he's and he shows, you know, a good ability of that already on his level. I like Kinsley Faustin, Jay Head. Uh, he would be my next after Walker White. I think he's pretty polished. He didn't have seven interceptions last season for no. Mm. I think he's a good player. I he was going to be who I was going to say has the chance to be the breakout guy. You're losing a lot of defensive backs, in my opinion. Kinsley Faustin is a guy that understands football, yes. has a high IQ, and can play a multitude of positions. He can play nickel. He can play safety. I think he can even be a kick returner for you potentially. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I, 
I think there's a chance for him out of the current commitments. Now, the guy that's going to have the most impact, I don't think he's presently committed because I think it's going to be one of those two big wide receivers that's going to have the most impact. I think you're either Cam Coleman or Perry Thompson, if you're fortunate enough to land him, would be the most impactful recruit you sign, given where the talent level is in our offensive line, excuse me, in our wide receiver room. But of the present commits, I'm going to go with Kinsley Falston would be the most productive of who we have right now. Biggest impact, I'll go with Jeff Phillips, eventually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, long-term, yes. Long-term, good stuff. Hey, good questions, man. Another great, great segment questions from the corner. We appreciate everybody getting in there. How about some how about you's this week? Hmm. Anybody besides myself? I have some. I didn't realize I had this many until I started writing them all down. Because so I keep up with my how about you's by screenshotting good stuff throughout the week. And then at the end of the week, I'll go back through there and write them all down. Yeah. I have more than I thought. I got one. Okay. Uh, Trey AU. Uh, and for anybody that's been paying attention to between mine, his uh, nice little debate we had on the board, I do think he made some really good points. Um, I appreciate the fact that he's a loyal fan, that he has his own thoughts and views uh, and does not necessarily just um, go with the masses sometimes. Uh, he's willing to go against the grain. And I, I think that's healthy for any message board co- culture to have somebody that has their own original thoughts. Doesn't have to be as big of a Richard <laughs> to, to get over his. Yeah, you don't have to be a Richard, son. And don't get me wrong, Trey. I'm a Richard sometimes myself. So, <laughs> and, and, but but I know it, and I feel bad when I do it. Like my 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 life uh, slogan is "Don't be a Richard, don't be a Richard." Don't be a Richard. <laughs> like, and, and I cannot help it, dude. I cannot help it. I cannot help it. I just have to do it sometimes. Right. So yeah, I understand. Don't, I feel you. You know what? Along with that logic train there, J-Head. Frank Costello. There you go. Who I'm going to go with. Doesn't have to be Richard, but goes against the grain a little bit. Good points, I I feel like he makes sometimes. Uh, I also go with Sauls, S-O-L-L-S. Oh, yeah. And the Mummies, Brendan Fraser. (laughs) The Mummies, Brendan. That's just an name, like... Pictures of Brendan Fraser from The Mummy. It's great. Um, I forgot about Jay Lee's middle finger. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, all-time great name right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was uh, I was in the, uh, for all you who missed that, I was in the uh, Jackson Hole Airport, and gorgeous backdrop while I'm sitting there putting up a note on, I don't remember who it was, maybe it might have been Kim Franklin. Yeah. And oh, uh, oh, Logan. Let me put him. I'm giving you oh, Logan. How about you? I think it was Logan, or was it? It was Logan. Okay, Logan Adams. So you know how you Google that. <laughs> I gave him man. <laughs> and uh, a star was born. <laughs> oh, all right. How about you, Obliterati? One of my favorite posters. One of my favorite gifts. Gift, gift guy. He had a great gift. Oh, it was well timed. It was of me. You know where they all. Well, all the people and it was Philip Marshall was over here, and, and it was you know like you dropped the mic kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. great. Obliterati. How about you, the North Georgia Tiger man? Yeah, North Georgia Tiger. Couldn't he said he can't buy. How about you? Well, you don't have to, big dog, because I got you. How about you to the Plainsman? Another good, good, good poster. How about you to War Eagle nineteen eighty nine? How about you to Ryan Norman twenty and Lee Carter and Alb Deb, all from the Twittersville. 
Twitterville, although I think Deb's on our message board. I'm not sure about Ryan Norman or Lee Carter, but those three people are uh, big supporters of the site on at least Twitter. We uh, appreciate them. How about you? How about you? My name is Dev. Or my name Dev. Dev. <laughs> my name is Dev. He got three V's at the end. Yeah. Pronounce them all. How about you to Brian21, Brian AU21. How about you to Tomater420? <laughs> Tomater. My kid would love that one, dude. 420? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Turn 16. Oh, little Coleman has been into the uh, uh, the gummies. He got <laughs> he got a hold of the wrong gummy stash. Oh, yeah. As my vice principal once asked, Alan, do you smoke the left-handed cigarettes? <laughs> no. No, Mr. Dunn, I don't. <laughs> you smoke it, dope. Uh, let's see. How about you, the Big D twenty two? How about you, the VFP coder? VFP coder. I don't remember why it was. Oh, it's good. It's another good post, man. Maybe even a new guy too. Uh, fantastic week of cornering, man. If you haven't joined us, go give us a shot. Auburn Live on three. Get on that the corner message board. We got a we got a fantastic community. We love all our people. Um, really good. Enjoy it. We'll be back. What forty eight hours. Yeah, about 48 hours for the call-in show. Um, so we'll hopefully see everybody there. And uh, call, give us a call. Give us some questions. Thanks, everybody, for the questions today. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks, everybody, for listening, man. For Jay here, for Cole, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay that left lane. See you.